2: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Cape Canaveral Space Force Station and will last for 70 minutes. The original launch was called off on Thursday after a leak was detected 30 seconds before the launch. I'm Chris Caraggio, NBC News Radio.
5: You're listening to the Inland Talk Express, 1050 AM and 106.5 FM, KCAA Loma Linda.
2: The following program on KCAA is pre-recorded.
6: Welcome to the Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton.
7: Welcome back everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show each and every week. You know, we come to you in a number of different ways. We're on five stations in three different states. We're on Any number of podcasts, eight, nine, ten of those. We have a great website, Jeff Barton. Uh, It is themortgagevoice.com. If you go there, you can see the guests that you hear on the show. And um, also, we're on YouTube. Uh, If you go to YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice, you will see here this particular show. In all these places uh, that we bring the show to you, sign up. Say you like it. We have been increasing our audience Uh, As rates go up, so do the viewership or the uh, listening ship, which which is really good because at any moment's notice in this volatile market, things will change. Now, the one thing we can honestly say is since the beginning of the year, we have never seen rates rise the way they have risen. And uh, part of the show today will be talking about the ramifications of that, how it affects real estate, real estate prices, people, their mood, and everything else. Uh, some good things in terms of inflation have happened, some bad things and continue to happen. But anyway, I am Jeff Barton, and this is the Mortgage Voice, and thanks very much for tuning in. Okay, let's get right to it. I wanted to talk about those rates. Um, before I do, I just wanted to ask Daryl, what were you doing in 2002? 2002, um, I was
8: uh, – a Looking to a, a change career not a change careers, but change jobs at that point and go into sort of business on my own. Right. And looking at the, the lay of the land, trying to say, you know, do a, a, a cost-benefit analysis to uh, decide whether it's going to work well or not going forward.
7: Okay. Uh, that's very good. The reason I bring up 2002, because that's the last time interest rates for mortgages on a 30-year fixed rate were 7%. That's right, 7%. If you drift back all those years, how about this? Let's drift back to the beginning of this year. Two and a half percent to two and three quarters percent was the 30 year fixed rate. That's how much rates have really risen almost triple. Can you imagine? Wow, seven percent. Okay, so the 30 year fixed rate is at 7.08 percent, the 15 years at 6.33 percent. These numbers, I, it's just blowing my mind. Well, I mean tri- triple seems like an extreme term,
8: but when you triple one and a half it's it's not that much. No, it's right? true, but if you triple ten, it's thirty.
7: that's yeah. true. no, you're absolutely right and i I tell people this story only because it involves me and it's something to relate to. Not all that long ago in ninety five got a mortgage on my house, eight and three quarters percent. I was happy to get it. it was a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage at that time. That particular house I still live in. That $400,000 investment, I can't even tell you what it's risen to. It's its almost a crime. However, the rates rising this quickly, this fast, I don't know. It's its really something. And uh, as I said, we'll talk to a couple of realtors today about what's happening in their market, in their world, uh, as to their customers and seeing whether they're buying or seller's agents and and how that's affecting them. The uh, FHA is at seven percent. The jumbo is at six point zero five percent, and the five one arm is at six point one two percent. The two year, uh, two year bond is at four point three one two percent. Wow, four percent on the bond. The ten year is almost at four percent. Now that's a kind of a bellwether, uh, a uh, something that you look to. The ten year being at four percent hasn't really been there in over I don't know since two thousand and eight. So we're going back now 14 years on that, uh, 14, 15 years. Yeah, really some some amazing times when it comes to mortgages, bonds, and it all surrounding what the Fed is really doing, right? I mean, the Fed's been raising their particular short-term interest rate on what they charge member banks on an overnight basis, and they've been going up, up, up. Last three Fed meetings, which goes back to the spring, really, uh, we just had one, uh, 75 basis points, they raised the um, short-term lending, and that really affects you know, your credit card, your car loan, a lot of other intermediate payments that you get directly from the bank. Now, most of your mortgage market, mortgage money, comes um, in a different way from a different source, and they've actually priced it differently. However, they do move in tandem. So if you see the um, Fed raise that particular rate, especially the way they've been raising it, you're, you're naturally going to see... Uh, tangentially, the mortgage interest rates go up. Even though we look towards the 10-year, and as I said, that 10-year is at 3.984, which is which is a big number too. I mean, so we're seeing all of this happen. What is going on in the real estate world? What is going on for uh, housing? What is going on for uh, those that are trying to sell a house? Those that are trying to buy a house. So I put together a few quotes. And the quotes are from, you know, people in the business, people who you would say, oh, yeah, I know that it is, or oh, yeah, I know the company is that they represent. Uh, Jay Powell, last Wednesday, what we need is supply and demand to get better, aligned so that house prices go up at a reasonable pace and people can afford housing again. Well, thanks, Jay, not to be Captain Obvious, but, yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, we have had such an increase in prices on the... Mortgage side, um, and it's coincidentally uh, been the same on the residential sales side. Uh, we've seen prices increase over the last three years, you know, almost thirty percent, maybe even more in some markets. Now we have some pushback against that, i.e., we think we, I, in the business, people, if you if you go go to Housing Wire, that's a good place to start. Go to Mortgage News Daily, it's another place. And certainly, I don't know what your search engine is, but they all have money sections and they all talk about real estate. And that's a good place to start, to see what is happening with the price of real estate. Now, the price of real estate is still going up. We're up uh, 14% over what we were last year. However, we have seen the last two months, prices going up actually decelerate. So we were at 18% a year, year over year, in July in August, it was 14%. We're probably going to see somewhere around 11% for September. We've also seen, as a result of prices continuing to go up, uh, an increase in inventory. And we've seen a doubling of, really, the inventory from year over year, even though we are down from pre-pandemic levels. So all of these numbers are skewed because, you know, the pandemic really affected housing, really affected housing prices. And... Actually, there are many people who blame the pandemic and the way uh, governments responded to it, i.e., they gave away a lot of money. Let's face it, that's really what happened. They let people stay. They let people not pay mortgages. So there was a ton of dough out there. And because of the pandemic, the supply of items to buy went down. And I, I was explaining simple economics, to, and they were saying it has nothing to do with that. It has to be the oversupply of money. I said, yeah, that's half the equation. But if you have a lot of money in your pocket with nothing to buy, you'll pay more for those things that you can buy. However, on the supply side, if you've got a lot of money in your pocket and there's plenty of stuff to buy, well, the prices aren't going to go up. Why? Because there's too much to buy and I'm going to buy it. So there's no demand the way there would be if there wasn't a lot of stuff to buy. So it's a, it's a two-way deal here, supply and demand. And everybody knows those two terms, but that's really what happened and what continues to happen, although at a much lesser rate. Okay, here's another quote for you. Realize the pedal-to-the-metal days of last summer have passed. <laughs> this is the head. Uh, it's Neda Navab at Compass Real Estate, and he is right. That particular pedal-to-the-metal attitude that we have had on pricing and on sales has really stopped. And he, you know, obviously is CEO of one of the largest real estate companies in America, and they really built their back on COVID, really. I mean, they really expanded extemporaneously. Sure, they've been around 10 years, but during COVID, they really went out there and expanded. Here's another one for you. Fed is trying to control both, i.e., the cost of housing and the cost of living. That's Lawrence Yun, he's the the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Now, we concentrate on real estate because mortgages and real estate, there's the synergy there, right? I mean, sure, you can refi, but nobody's refying out of a 3% mortgage today to get into a 7% mortgage. Unless you absolutely need the money and you want to do a refi. Most people will do it with either a uh, home equity line of credit or a second. Okay, so we're now uh, at the point where first segment's over. Glad you tuned in. Uh, stick with us. We've got some great guests coming up. I'm Jeff Barton. This is The Mortgage Voice. We'll be right back.
6: You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome
7: back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show. You know, you can hear our show. We're on five different radio stations in three different states. And if you're in the West Coast, you can tune us in at... um, K Mine Country, and that's down in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and also KSHP, KSHIP Ship in Las Vegas, Nevada, as well as KMET, KCAA in Southern California, and of course, K Tahoe up in the Tahoe area. All these radio stations we've been on for uh, a couple, three years now. Uh, we have a great listening audience who listening to the show. Really want to thank them. And anybody who does tune in, hey, you know what? It's also archived, so you can go to their websites. You can listen to this show, past shows. Anyway, I'm Jeff Barton. This is The Mortgage Voice, and thanks for tuning in. Okay, so we bring to the show all the time great guests, people who have been in the business and have done a lot of uh, uh, different kind of problem-solving, and we're in a problem-solving situation right now with the rates the way they are. And uh, joining me once again, been on the show before, Jennifer Long from Ibis Financial. Jennifer, how are you?
1: Good. How are you, Jeff?
7: I'm fine, thank you. Okay, what's the biggest problem uh, Question you get from potential borrowers today?
1: Today, uh, the borrowers are questioning about the rate, rate and then if we don't lock quickly enough, um, then the rate will be going up uh, while we were uh, working on the loan towards closing. Yeah. So, the, the, the problem right now is the rate keep on going up, and I heard there will be like four or five raises from the Fed uh, towards the end of next year.
7: Yeah, I agree, and and it's very disheartening to most b- borrowers when they see that the rates have risen the way they have this year. Uh, do you do you see borrowers in general uh, more discouraged, or are they still willing to you know go through the process of trying to get a loan? Uh, so pretty
1: much the refis are gone because of the rates. Right. Uh, so the people still. Feel- uh, participate doing the mortgage loan is uh, either purchasing because they like the house. It's easier to buy the house now and the price is uh, uh, slightly lower. Or uh, if they still need a cash out. So, so someone need a cash, they have to do the loan despite the rate raising.
7: Are, are, do, when you do the cash out refi, are you offering them seconds, HELOCs, or is it basically refiing the first?
1: Uh, it's both. Okay, uh, people qualify it. We can refi the first, uh, or we can do the HELOC or we can do the non QM. Uh, our last resort is a uh, uh, hard money loan for them. Um, the rate is not that much different than non QM. Uh, the bridge loan is a good option, and we can prove in five days.
7: Oh, that's very good. Okay, so now you do different types of loans, different types of loan products. What is the product? that you would say is the biggest um, advantage for people looking for a, a loan but maybe has have some difficulty with credit or they have to close quickly or, like you said, a bridge loan? What, what kind of product are you offering those people?
1: So to beat against the uh, uh, recent interest rate, uh, right now the most popular program we have is a bridge loan. We close them in five days, and it's a short-term interest-only loan for one to two years. And you could use it until the interest rate drops, and we can refi it for you. Or you can get a QM or non-QM line of credit. So line of credit, if you use the money, you pay interest. If you don't use it, you, you don't have expense. So even the interest rate is high, but you don't have to pay it every day.
7: Okay, so the so more... these
1: two type of products work really well these days.
7: Yeah, I like those products. And, and the... Um... Uh, are there, are you having or finding people who are using those type of products uh, doing it for business purposes? They're doing it for um, uh, purchase of a house? Well, what is exactly the purpose for a lot of these loans?
1: Uh, it's both. Mm-hmm. Uh, half and half, uh, 50% of people need a cash flow for their business, and some people need it for the down payment of investment property.
7: I see. okay, good. Good point. You bring up investment properties, the DSCR loans, some of the other loans that maybe not in the conventional realm. Um, do you find that your market is more uh, a non-conventional or non-QM type loans today, or are they still, you know, the thirty-year fixed rate? Uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac type product.
1: Uh, today we see more non-QM loans than uh, conventional loans. Is is that? Uh, yeah. If you have a jumbo conventional loan, then you still have a advantage. Then the rate is still uh, could be in the five, but um, other than that, everything's in the six and seven.
7: Yeah, isn't that amazing? Seven percent loan. I was. I was just. When I looked at it this morning, I almost didn't believe it. I mean, we haven't seen 7% in 20 years.
1: I, I bought my house in 2006, and my rate was 7 It was regular rate at that time. Okay. We are used to the low-interest rate. Now the rate is just normal. So I think right. after a while, people will get used to the rate.
7: Yeah, and I think there is uh, no issue currently with employment. Uh, I know that the um, qual- uh, the ability to repay is a, is a big deal, and with raising interest rates, it causes people uh, to seek uh, different types of loan. Is that why we're seeing a growth in uh, non-QM?
1: Uh, yes, yes, because uh, I think not only the rate is high, also the credit tightened up. So people are thinking for bridge loan or a non-QM loan, uh, which have a looser uh, requirement.
7: Now, when you say bridge loan, you're, you're really talking about a, um, a a three-year loan, a two, one, two, uh, three-year Har- loan? Is that what Har- it is?
1: Hard money loan, Har- yeah, one to two years.
7: Is there a prepayment penalty on those loans generally? Uh,
1: some program has uh, six months most of the time. And sometimes uh, if people need it for three months, then there will be no um, prepayment penalty.
7: you
1: take a shorter term loan.
7: Okay. Uh, the the clientele that you um, cater to, is it uh, Southern California only, or are you finding that people are searching oth- other places just because the prices in Southern California are so high? I mean, are you going in, let's say, Nevada or Utah or down into New Mexico or Arizona? Uh, because we're
1: based in California, so majority of our customers are California, but we also do great loans in South Carolina, Texas, a lot of them in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, so there's a lot of customers in Texas um, and Arizona as well. But we can do nationwide; it doesn't have to be uh, limited to uh, California.
7: Now, personally, do you, do you do you like the business now more than you liked it before, or or because of the challenge, I mean, a lot of people like a challenge and like to be able to pr- provide their customers and do very well in tough times. Are you that type of a uh, uh, company and loan officer?
1: I like it before because the business just comes to you. Now we have to uh, close every loan that comes because, uh, and then we have to spend more money on advertising.
7: Well, that's true. That is true. But yeah. but it sounds as if your your business sense and your busy business acumen really is. Um, like a lot of people I talk to on the show, is their, their sense of business and what to do and how hard to work is pretty strong. And so solving problems with borrowers who are really mostly concerned, as you said, about rate is probably... To me, I I like the challenge, although it's nice just to have business walk in the door. Uh, What are you doing in order to go out and get business? Newspaper, I mean, the old way, or are you doing Internet? Because a lot of people have been contacting even me when I I don't have a loan. and They're asking me to get another loan. How are you all doing it?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we have a traditional newspaper ad. Uh, We're also, before we're busy, when the rate is low, we don't have time to expand our advertising to other now we are doing value advertising such like youtube facebook instagram and um all other uh, state uh, type of um, newspaper and um, online advertising
7: you know that's interesting that you're you're talking about uh, online advertising ie and all the social media outlets um i see it myself uh, more so today i guess than i had uh has it been successful for you
1: we uh, most of our business are from referrals and okay. um, right uh, before our uh, customers were from traditional uh, uh, newspaper and radio station. Uh, so the online advertising is new. Uh we have seen a small percentage of clients from that area.
7: Okay, hey Jennifer, we're up against it. I really appreciate you coming on once again to tell us about what's happening with your business and how. Uh, you're presenting your particular business to customers. Could you shout out a way by which people can get in touch with you if they need a terrific loan officer in Southern California?
1: Oh, yes. My uh, phone number is 626-620-3818, and my website is com, and you can find loans from our website, and uh, we're looking for... Processors, as well as on Earth, you have <laughs> huh. uh, looking for jobs. You can contact me as well, and I'm sure you can have Jeff refer you to me.
7: Absolutely, well. thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for coming on the show. I do appreciate it. I know you got to run.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You have a good day.
7: Thank you, and we'll ha- you have a good day too. I'm Jeff Barton. That's Jennifer Long. She's from Ibis Financial. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back.
6: You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton.
7: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show each and every week. We bring to you great guests, people who know more, way more about what's happening in the field uh, than I do. Uh, but... If you want to hear archive shows, if you want to hear a way, you know, way back uh, a week, 10 days, two weeks, a month ago, go to YouTube. Our YouTube show is Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice, and we have archived there hundreds of shows from years past. If you wanted to get sort of a, a feeling about what was going on a year ago, you can find that show. If you do go to YouTube, make sure you say that you like what you see, you like what you hear, and you sign up because uh, we can give you alerts as to when the next show is, to some other things that we're doing uh, from my standpoint on The Mortgage Voice and some other updated information on our daily LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram show. Okay, I am Jeff Barton. This is The Mortgage Voice. Thanks very much for tuning in with us. Once again, Meredith Schlosser comes to us, and she is a terrific real estate agent. And Meredith, who do you work for now?
1: Hi, I guess. hi Jeff, thanks for having me, I work, I work with Berkshire
7: Hathaway. Okay, Berkshire Hathaway, that's right, and if you could just, uh, Daryl, could you up the volume a little bit so I can hear it, thank you very much. Okay, so um, thanks for coming on and thanks for doing this, I really do appreciate it. Thank you,
1: and you just nailed my
7: last name, by the way, you said it perfectly. Oh, ha, ha, excellent, thank you. <laughs> you know what, I wasn't thinking about it, that's why, and that's always the way it is. If I don't Fair think, enough. I'm much better. So uh, my first non-thinking question is simply this. The real estate uh, world has changed quite a bit over the last six months, certainly in the last three months, just because the mortgage interest rates have risen. How has it changed the way you talk to your sellers? How does it change the way you talk to your buyers?
1: That is the question of the day, the year, the minute, the hour. I mean, it's being on your toes with people and, and understanding what is happening that current day and understanding that yes, there's competition when you're a seller. It's a different conversation. The line item is it's not going to be, you know, just my son sitting at the open house selling it by, uh, you know, throwing it on the MLS. Right. right. That was a joke. Um, but. Putting on there, being creative, being aggressive, going outside your comfort zone, calling people you normally wouldn't call, pushing for offers, enabling that multiple offer situation where, you know, it might not be anybody that just it's the perfect house. There's no thing as a perfect house. And when you're a seller, I think we're trying to get people to lower their expectations, not in a negative way, but just to really be, quote unquote, pleasantly surprised with, just a good buyer right how good is the buyer are they going to get qualified for the loan and are they going to actually get the loan right a pre-approval and a pre-qual and all that is great but is that loan approval in you know handwritten is it like actually official sorry that might have been a long tangent back to sellers buyers it's hey you know i know you're quote-unquote not in the rush not in the rush not in the rush that's what we hear all the time I'm looking for the great house, looking for the perfect house. There's no such thing as a perfect house. I have people that said that two years ago now, look where they are, right? So there's nothing that's perfect. Figure out what you need, figure out what works for you and your family, and and make a move, and be happy that you have equity in something rather than waiting and waiting. Honestly, that's kind of where we're at right now.
7: Now you 're talking about sellers because we often talk about buyers because you know most people who get mortgages are buyers there 's mm-hmm. no such thing as a refi today in today 's market unless you absolutely right. need the money so right. in in talking about sellers and talking about their particular uh wants right resetting <laughs> what their expectations are. A lot of times the first realtor in the door is the one who gets the blame when the house doesn't sell. How do you educate your seller so that you don't become a casualty and the next person in the door is, is you know, obviously taking advantage of you educating the seller as to the expectations, i.e. you're going to get less and you're going to have to give up more? I mean, that's really what we're telling sellers now. How do you deal with right. that? with somebody who is entrenched at the value that they see in their home because they're thinking about six months ago.
1: Right. That's a really great question. I just hung up with a client who I sold her house and moved to Nashville and is now in the second agent. And it's exactly what you just described. Right. So I'm very transparent with people. We go we go through pricing strategies. There's, there's two sellers. There's people that believe their house is worth way more and they want to determine the price and they want you to do what they say and then there's the other sellers that will take our advice and they're they're paying us to do what we do right and they let us call the shots and they let us suggest what the pricing is because at the end of the day if you can drive multiple bidders in this market and eliminate headaches for the seller and then get the backup offer you're winning all day long. Yep. It's either you're chasing the market as a seller or you're letting the market chase you. That's it. It's very simple. Those are the two different types of sellers. And then as you and I both know, what's going to happen on inspections? What's going to happen on appraisal? How are we going to negotiate on your behalf to make sure they're not, A, killing you on the negotiation of the extra price, then killing you on the inspection, then potentially if we have a bad appraisal, then what happens? You can get hammered down three times. Why
7: yep. give that option to the buyer? That That's really good the way you explained it, too, because you're right. Every buyer in a buyer's market looks at three times where they can come back and lower the price. And everybody who is a seller, if they don't know that, they should know that. And the right. education process, especially in a changing market. Now, we see that prices are still going up, but... Mm -hmm. Not as many buyers, fewer and fewer, uh, multiple contracts. And the changing market usually takes about six months for a seller to really realize, hey, like you said, I don't want to chase the market. How do you explain chase the market to people?
1: I mean, after after you've been on for 30 days, buyers are looking at you like you have blood on your face. Right.
6: Right, right.
1: So, I mean, that's what I'm doing when I'm advising buyers. If we're looking at something right now, you've been on it for more than 30 days, you're not getting that price. I'm sorry, but right.
7: you're not. Right, That's not <laughs> it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the comps are the cons, But then, but then once again, you know, look at what's going on with the stock market. I mean, look at people that are moving out of state, out of California for many reasons. Right. And the comps, you know, an appraiser will sell us and say, well, a praiser looks at things from six months ago. Yeah, you're right, but a buyer is probably not buying what the next house on the street that they paid six months ago, because they're not hitting the rates they were getting six months ago. So it's right. Adjusting to that, and I'm one of those people that I will, if I have to walk away from the business, I will, because you you can only you can only Work so hard and do so much when it's on someone else's price point. You have other agents that then won't show your property because they think it's overpriced. And then, like you said, the the owners are blaming you if they don't if they're not sold as quickly as you. Right. You, know, right, you like to be sold. So,
7: no, there are certain markets you want to be a seller's agent, and there are certain markets where you go. You know what. Uh, let me be second in the door because you know I'll just wait right. and, and you know because that price is way over what the property is going to get and the you know the seller's just been what what they call buying and the agent bought the listing i.e. they told the seller whatever they wanted to hear in order to get the listing right. and figured they'd grind them down so really that's the fourth way that they get ground down by the market and, and what's happening okay so right. I love your marketing by the way. I like the way you oh. present yourself and your partner, and how it looks as though you uh, are the smartest people and the, the brightest people selling real estate. Now, don't laugh because it's true. I see a lot of advertising that's good. old and staid, um, and I think in a market like this, it's really important your image and what you present to potential buyers and sellers. How did you come up with the, you know, the idea, and you know w- what what's next on the agenda?
2: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I
1: mean, I'm just, I'll be honest, I hate being on camera and doing video, but all my competitors seem to do it and and people are drawn to that. I think it's just really being organic and Uh answering questions. That the average person doesn't know, right? They don't they don't know what happens. They don't know what happens past the staging or the, they watch these real estate shows, they see these agents get all this money, but they have no clue what goes behind that, right? So I think it's just staying on top of the questions quote unquote that buyers say, Oh, well I have a stupid question. I don't believe there's any stupid question because and I think that goes into our marketing, right? Like how can we be transparent right. with clients? Who are we? How can we help you? And if it's not you right now, then it's you in five years. If it's you buying a little house, if you, you know, I just, I ask the agent I want to be. I don't ever want to be, think, or people think that we're too big or we're too this or we're too that because we're just grateful for any type of business we can get. And because it's, we, it means a lot less to get an opportunity and get a chance. So I try to have my marketing, you know, reflect that in as
7: well, let's do a little marketing right now. Tell people how they can get in touch with you and, um, you know, where they can go to, to see your website.
1: I'm good. Thank you. It's uh, MeredithSchlosser.com is the website. The Instagram handle is at Meredith Real Estate, And I actually have a cell phone number that goes directly to me um, on 800 number. I'm one of the few. It's 310 923 5811 310
7: 923 is my cell. Excellent. Meredith, thank you very much. Really appreciate you once again coming on. You always have great things to say. And, uh, and again, let's do it again soon. Thank you so much, Jeff. I
1: really appreciate
7: it. Thank you very much. That's Meredith Schlosser. She's from uh, Berkshire Hathaway. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back.
6: You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton.
7: Welcome, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in, listening to the show on a daily, weekly, um, hourly basis. Yes, we are all over the internet. We're all over the radio. We certainly are on YouTube as well if you want to go there and see what we do, but we're on any number of podcasts. Uh, Daryl, you got that list for me?
8: I sure do, Jeff. Uh, I switched (laughs) microphones. (laughs) (laughs) We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, uh, PodClips.io, and, of course, The Mortgage Voice.
7: Absolutely. If you go to PodClips.io, not just me, but other people in the financial and health lifestyle, um all other sports there's a number of different podcasts there apocalypse.io is a great central place that you can find all kinds of different and new people that you've never heard but are excellent so go there (laughs) see what you see hear what you hear and make sure that you like what you like because when you do that it just brings us to more and more people uh it exposes us to those of you out there who are looking for the answer of what to do about my mortgage now that rates have gone up even though you want to buy that house and you know what I'm I'm real happy George Gonzalez has joined us again today. He comes on the show quite a bit, but I want to have his perspective. He's been in the uh, business a long time. How's he handling it? What's going on, George? How are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing great, uh, Jeff. How
7: about yourself? I'm fine, thank you. And George, by the way, for the people who don't know, is a loan officer for Malibu Funding in Southern California. We've had a Southern California day of it. But uh, I wanted to ask you, George, and you've been listening a little bit to the introduction, the interest rates obviously have you know, almost tripled in eight, nine months, pretty unprecedented. What is the mood of your particular buyers, and are they, are they still excited about purchasing property?
3: Well, yeah, oh, you know what, Jeff? There's, that's that's a hard answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my perspective on it because obviously everybody is case by case. Right. Um, but this is what's going on in my little world of loans right here of my people. Um, what I'm noticing, Jeff, is I have a, I have a lot of buyers who, you know, pre-qualified buyers, but you know, I'm having to check every day to see if they still qualify based on the interest rate going up, based on right. the debt to income ratio increasing. So. You know, it's, it's coming to that point where every day the borrowers, buyers, potential buyers are calling, saying, George, how, every day they're calling, what's the rate look like? What's the rate look like? And every day I'm having to tell them, hey, uh, well, your payments now went from, you know, 3,100. Now it's 3,200. Well, yep. Now it's 3,250. Now it's, and this is happening every day. So, you know, I went from possibly 16, 15 buyers, potential buyers, to down to 4, 5, or 6. Yeah, uh, because a lot of them are not interested no more. They're saying, you know what, we can't be getting hit this much. We're just going to go ahead and wait and see what happens. So that that's one you know, one way to look at it from you okay. know, from my angle, from the loan part. Um, as far as the real estate part, I'm getting a lot of buyers who are saying, "Hey, I'm hearing my cousin Joe telling me that you know the market's going to crash like it did back in 2008 or whatnot," but. So people are hearing stories all over the world. Obviously, real estate is one of the biggest topics anybody can bring up. So everybody is is talking about it. So everybody's hearing each other's opinion. And it's, I don't know. So it's just everybody, to me, is kind of on pause right now.
7: I see. No, You know what? I see a lot of that. And yet what I also see is that, you know, new home sales last month went up. Uh, So there's a market. If the market is, you know, in the right place in the right city, I mean, earlier in the show, I talked about uh, how contracts, you know, when you get into a real estate contract, you go into escrow, how in certain cities, the number of people that fall out of escrow can be, you know, over 20, 25%. Uh, And in those markets, obviously, it's rough. Uh, but there are opportunities out there. I do see some buyers excited about it, especially when there's a new home involved. Do you see newer any new construction out in your area, uh, George? Uh,
3: yes, actually, they are uh, building. They kind of slowed it down. up in the North Montana area, off of the the two ten freeway out here in the fifteen ish area. Yep, yep. Um, they they were building. They were building uh, real fast just about you know six months ago to a year ago, but they kind of down, But no, no, they're still building. And I still um, are seeing people, you know, fill these houses up. So apparently, um, I think what's working also, Jeff, um, what might be working is they're giving money, the sellers are giving money for closing costs or a buy-down right. to help the payment stay, what it's stated they were gonna stay at it from the beginning.
7: Now there George, there's there's a loan out loan product out there I want you to explain if you can for me. Uh they call it a two a two one or a three one buy down. What what is that all about?
3: Okay, yeah, that, that's exactly what I what I was talking about. So okay. a two one buy down Jeff basically what it is is um, the seller basically buying the rate down for the buyer for for first year. Let me give you an example. I'll make it easier. Okay. Um I have a client who I'm pre-approving right now, and they're trying to do this to buy out. Um, they want the rate of a 5.7 or 5.5. Okay. And as, as you know, today we're at 7 and an 8, yeah, 7 right. and a 4, somewhere in that range. So what happens is, let's just say we're at 7 and a half. So the seller is going to give them the 5 and a half. I mean, the bank's going to give them the 5 and a half um, for the first year of the loan. Okay, um, And then the second year, it's going to go up to six and a half. And then the third year, it's going to go to its normal rate at seven and a half and, and so forth. That's it. It stays up six uh, for seven and a half. Now, the way they got down to the five and a half on the first, the the seller or even themselves uh, bought down the interest it would have cost if they would have had a seven and a half rate. So basically, they're just paying the interest for the two years. So the first year... They'll pay the interest of the difference was two percent. So they'll pay the two percent different interest in the first year. They'll add that up and say, okay, sell so an lump sum. That's fourteen thousand in this case. So okay. Fourteen thousand. And then the second year it's half of that, so seven thousand. So now the seller has to give the borrower twenty-one thousand to make them happy to stay in this deal because at least the two years they're going to have a decent payment before it shoots up to. Well, we could possibly refi. Hopefully by then, you know, the government will give us a break a little bit. That's what we're hoping on and betting on um, to let everybody, you know, lower their, get some breathing room for their uh, interest rate Huh,
7: oh, that's a very interesting way to do it. Are, are sellers cooperating? Do they like the idea? Especially, I guess they do if they're going to fall out of the deal.
3: You know, the the, the sellers that I've spoken to and I've been trying to talk this with are saying, you know, George, it makes more sense to just do that instead of, uh, holding the property longer, losing, because the longer we hold, the more we lose. Right. And, you know, and as long as we have a qualified buyer and we're ready to go, we, we don't mind paying that little extra money just to get rid of it at this point, you know, the way the market is.
7: Right. And, and $20,000 is not 20%, right? So the property in the last two years has probably increased at least 20%, if not more. So it's still a pretty good deal if they want to sell now.
3: Right. It's a deal for the seller all right. the way around. Yeah, right. Like- the houses now are kind of depreciating little by little. Yep. So they're they're going to be losing both ways. And so they figure, you know, let's do it this way um, and that's what's going on. And then what I did, Jeff, is I compared it to just, I go, I asked the bank, I said, so this is just the basic buy-down where you buy the rate down, right? Right. So, it's not. It's a little bit different. That's more expensive to buy That's it way more that's expensive. Expensive. That's expensive. Isn't
7: that like a point for every eighth you buy down or something like that?
3: It was ridiculous. Right. It was $30,000, 40000 yep. yep. like Double, double. And so they were like, no, 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 it makes more sense just for that. So that's what's really become uh, popular right now, and I'm trying to sell that um, for the buyers right now.
7: Okay, so um what we're looking at in terms of employment and what we're looking at in terms of recession um you were saying how the rates may go down. Well, they're going to go down eventually if there is a recession, right? Because Fed usually cuts rates and the mortgage interest rates usually follow uh, the Fed rate. So is that what we're looking at in order to have these people refinance in a year, two years to be able to, you know, get a lower interest rate? We're looking really at some kind of recession in order to get the Fed to lower their interest rates?
3: Yeah, you know, Jeff. I think uh, I'm upside down on this one because I thought we were in a recession about, about two months ago, or right a month ago. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, but yeah, you're right. It's good, to, and then once we hit a recession, typically to uh, you know stabilize the market again, they'll try to drop the interest rates and get more people to buy. To you know, which there's a ton of buyers out there.
7: Right. It's there just, are.
3: You know, they're they're scared because and they could qualify even with the seven and eight, seven and a quarter. It's just they don't know if it's gonna stop. Right. You know, they're not sure if it's gonna stop or go. They want to see it go sideways for a while. Is what I'm. Yeah. Uh, right. No.
7: No. A little. I agree with that. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, George, we're up against it. Could you shout out a phone number, a way by which people can get in touch with you?
3: Yeah, my direct cell phone number out here in the Inland Empire is nine zero nine nine zero zero ninety five sixty
7: five. Excellent, George. Thanks very much for coming on. Really appreciate the information and, um, uh, yeah, let's do it again soon.
3: Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks, thank you, thank you,
7: thank you very much, George. That's George Gonzalez from Malibu Funding. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, and uh, we'll be right back.
6: You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, Email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton.
7: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show for listening. If you do listen each and every week, you you know that the rates have really, really been crushing people, as well as the rising real estate prices. Although what we've seen in real estate in general is that the pace of rising prices has fallen off. And the increase in inventory uh, is evident in a lot of these markets. But really, it's the rates killing the market. Everybody knows that. Uh, We had talked earlier uh, about why uh, the the interest rates continue to go up and what's really happening, of course, as everyone knows. Inflation is the number one bugaboo for the Fed. So the Fed keeps raising their short-term interest rates, which tangentially affects The mortgage interest rates, although the mortgage interest rates are more hooked up with the 10-year bond, however, both the 10-year bond and the Fed uh, are indications of what is going to happen, and they usually rise together. So as the mortgage interest rates rise and people are less likely to go out there and spend money on a house now than they were at the beginning of the year, uh, yeah, that's where we are right now, and the real estate market has reflected it. So I looked and was looking around to see where, in fact, we see uh, real estate prices and how bad they are and, and what's to be expected of real estate prices. Uh, the rest of this year, Q4 is coming, and uh, next year is certainly a year that everybody's been looking towards 2023 as the year of recession, whether it's second quarter, third quarter, or, or, or some other such thing. That's when they're all expecting so I I went to uh I don't know what one of these websites that I go to to collect information falling out of contract. Okay, so when you buy a house, everybody knows this. You get a real estate uh contract, you sign it, you open an escrow, you put a deposit down, and then you move towards the close. Well, there is a percentage of those particular deals that fall out. And there's a list, there's actually a top 10 list, but I didn't I didn't write down the top 10. I only wrote down the top 5. Top 5 Places in the country whereby people are falling out of escrow. Where are they? Well, surprisingly, none of it is in California, which, you know, California usually leads it on the way up and usually leads it on the way down. But uh, so there is a 15% chance on average that any real estate contract will fall out of escrow. And that's up from 12% year over year. So that general number has gone up. But in these cities, the fifth one, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 21.7% of the escrows will fall out of escrow. Wow, that's a big number. Orlando, 21.9%. The ATL, Atlanta, 22.6%. Las Vegas, Nevada, 23%. And, of course, the number one, another Florida city, Jacksonville, 26, one in four chance that if you're in contract right now to buy a house in Jacksonville, Florida, you're going to fall out of escrow. That's, a big, that's big. Now, wh- what is the reason for this? Well, we talked about it, rising interest rates. I mean, if you're shopping around to get a mortgage, you get in contract, you still haven't locked your loan, but it's all based on what the prices are that day. If the next day it goes up by a quarter point and by midway through the loan application process, it goes up by a half a point, you may be priced out of getting your mortgage. And that's really the bottom line here, is the prices have risen so rapidly in terms of the rate, and every point that is a uh, a rate, like if it goes up 1%, your particular rate on the mortgage you're getting, every $100,000, it's $100 more in payment. So if it's a $500,000 house and your rate goes up 1%, you're paying $500 extra on the mortgage you would be getting every month. That's that's a lot. And that prices people out of the market. In you know, a $500,000 house, and you've got to pay whatever it is, and you're just now, the rate goes up another percentage, which it has in the last month. month ago, it was uh, less than 6%. So that's where we are right now. Those cities are, you know, obviously not happy about that. Uh, and certainly, the sellers aren't happy. So what do we do about our sellers? We often talk about the buyers. We often talk about why it's been hard on them, but just think about it. You're trying to sell your house. You've lived there a long time. You think the peak of the market, sure, it might have happened in May or April, uh, but it's still pretty good out there. We're still seeing pretty good year returns, 14% year over year. This year to last year, that's still pretty good. Let me put my house on the market. You're in one of those cities. (laughs) you got a 1 in 5 chance in some, 1 in 4 chance in another, that you're going to have to not only redo the rescue again because it's going to fall out, but you might have to give up some concessions. You might have to give some closing costs. You might have to be able to negotiate more, uh, if it's an FHA product, repairs of the house. None of these things were in place six months ago, and that's that's to our sellers, and we totally understand. That's not an easy thing to go through when you thought it was one way, and now it's something else. A couple of quotes I've been um, uh, saving up for the show, I uh, gave a few in the first or second segment of the show. Uh, here's another one for you. I just wanted to uh, be able to say okay, some homeowners are unwilling to trade up or down after looking in historically low mortgage rates, increasing the need for more new home construction to best supply. Again, that's Lawrence Yun. He's the um, chief economist of the National Association of Realtors. Now, we all know there should be more housing built. Everybody knows that. But if you're a uh, major home builder, Shea Homes, KB, Pulte, I mean, there's there's a lot of them, right? And you're thinking to yourself, I want to make some money building houses. There's a lot of need, a lot of desire for them. Let's do that. Well, that was the attitude back in 07. And they overbuilt in many markets. Name it. You can You can almost... You know, here the same cities today having similar problems with prices on real estate and falling out of contract. But you're not gonna build houses unless you're guaranteed that the prices are gonna be there and that the, the demand is gonna be there and that we don't look at a recession. So since oh eight, the actual houses being built are so under what is needed to be built in order to protect companies so that they don't go out of business. Or they don't lose just a ton of money and opportunity. So they wait. They'll wait till the economy turns around. Are we gonna get that recession? Probably will. How hard is it gonna be? Or really depends on the unemployment rate. When do uh, when do we find out about the unemployment rate? At the end of the year, isn't that right? Don't don't we get layoffs in in December, like December twenty fifth? That's when a lot of people get laid off. My son got laid off last year, December 25th. He quickly found another job good for him. However, that is what happens. So let's look at a little bit of the unemployment and see where we are. where um, uh, actually, the, uh, the filing of new claims was down last week, uh, which is, you know interesting. But overall, we've seen a number of industries uh, tick up, pick up their unemployment and their firing. Uh, Let's just talk about my own particular. Uh, Caliber lays off 300. Wells lays off a whole bunch of people in Iowa. And at the same time that we see layoffs, we see mergers and acquisition, which means that they're looking to uh, cut staff uh, at a couple of places, real brokerage to acquire Lemon Brew Lending, Thrive Mortgage to acquire American Mortgage Service Company, Both of these things, now we've, on past shows, this is kind of like Implodimeter. If you want to see banks that go out of business, go to Implodimeter. That was a big hit back in 07, 08. But when you see these types of things happening in the mortgage industry, obviously everybody knows the refinance market is over, but layoffs are coming, and they're going to come more frequently the closer we get to December 31st. It's just the way companies do it. And as that goes, so will the economy. So are we going to see 3.7%, 4%, 4 4.5%? How deep is this recession? All of those things are very important in order to be able to understand when we're going to come out of it. Because the only way you come out of it is the Fed cuts rates. Now, what we've been told by the Fed is they're going to hold the line until inflation is solved. So if we have another 50 basis points hike Uh, in October or early November, and we start seeing layoffs, the Fed is not going to come to the rescue. So that may deepen the recession and therefore, you know, may, may hurt inflation, may kill inflation. Hopefully it will, but hopefully it doesn't kill the economy too. I'm Jeff Barton, their voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for listening to the show. We'll see you next time.
6: You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. For more on today's topic, visit www.MalibuFunding.net. Psst,
9: hey you, yeah, you, do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station. So expect the unexpected.
1: What does the WeatherBug app tell you?
9: My commute will be a doozy today. Pack
1: my allergy meds.
9: Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a
4: tennis racket.
1: With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug.
9: Maybe it's a commute to the couch day.
1: Download the WeatherBug app today for free.
9: This segment
2: is sponsored by Press Print, Southern California's best full-service union printer and mailhouse. They offer the lowest prices around with unmatched service and reliability and free delivery throughout SoCal. Press Print can print anything from letterhead, business cards, and campaign literature to mailers of any size, lawn signs, banners, door hangers, or just about anything you might want. Press Print promises to save money for you, your business, or your campaign. If you'd like to learn more, contact Mike Kroombrin at Press Print, 714 399 08 get the union bug. Early detection is the key to breast cancer survival. Schedule your checkup today. Our sponsor, Southland Empire Construction, is family-owned and operated, serving you with quality and pride. Whether it's new residential construction, remodeling, home improvement services, or more, call 714-232-0078 or 714-331-8965 and get your free quote today. Providing honest and affordable service, that's Southland Empire Construction, proud supporters in the battle against breast cancer.
5: This segment sponsored by the generous support of the Dream Team. Looking for the keys to something bigger and better, downsizing or relocating to the perfect spot? Oscar Ramirez from Century 21 Lois Lauer Real Estate and Matt Flores from Secure Choice Lending are here to help you sell or buy with their trusted and experienced knowledge and advice. People are calling Oscar and Matt at 951-751-3249. That's 951-751-3249. Real estate and loan advisors Oscar and Matt can give you a no-cost consultation. You don't have to buy anything. Matt and Oscar can help you figure your way through the complicated real estate market. Email Oscar at LoisLauer.com or on Instagram at Oscar Ramirez Garcia and Matt Flores at SecureChoiceLending.com. Don't let today's real estate pitfalls stop you from dreaming. Make your new home dreams come true. D R E number se habla español.
10: The refinance boom is over, but that doesn't mean the mortgage industry is dead. As a matter of fact, we see a new trend swinging in. The pendulum has shifted to buyers, and we expect to see more buyers coming out of the woodworks. These are people who were often outbid and lost out in the bidding wars of the last ten years. These are people with little or no money down. Now that the market has shifted in their favor, we expect to see a purchase boom down the road. Serve this population segment and make money in the process. Join our team and carve out a system that guarantees you leads and helps you close transactions month after month. But we offer more than transactions. We offer an ecosystem where money works for you and not vice versa, meaning that you don't make money only based on your own and sole efforts. With us, you can make residual income as well. Call us at 415-510-0127 or visit us online at themoneymarket.us.
5: Are you looking for a good union job? The Inland Empire's 14,000-member strong Teamsters Local 1932 has opened a training center to get working people trained and placed in open positions in public service clerical work and in jobs in the logistics industry. This is a new opportunity to advance your career and raise standards across the region. Visit 1932trainingcenter.org to enroll today. That's
4: 1932trainingcenter.org. NBC News Radio. I'm Chris Caraggio. North Korea's latest missile launch is raising tensions in the region. The launch happened early Sunday, just hours after the U.S. and South Korea staged naval drills off the Korean Peninsula's east coast. There were no reports of damage, but Japan's Coast Guard warned ships to avoid the area. In the past two weeks, North Korea has fired 10 ballistic missiles into the sea, claiming the tests are part of legitimate defense exercises. The White House says there's no change in America's nuclear posture following President Biden's comment about the possibility of a nuclear Armageddon. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Friday, there are no indications Russia will use such weapons. Biden made the remark during an appearance at a Democratic fundraiser this week when talking about Russian President Putin's threats over Ukraine. The Women's March is being held in cities across the country today. Organizers say they are rallying to support reproductive rights ahead of November's midterm elections. Marches and rallies are taking place from Washington, D.C. to Phoenix and Seattle. I'm Chris Caraggio, NBC News Radio.
6: KCAA Radio, Loma Linda, where no listener is ever left behind.
4: Food, glorious
2: food. We're anxious to